If I make this statement, there are things that happen into this world that don't matter to me. Now, that can sound extremely narcissistic, or it can be true. And I and it and it could be either of those, but there might be a nuanced way to go down the middle of that, where I'm saying it's not that I don't care about suffering that's happening in the other part of the world. It's just that it's not going to influence my life, and there's nothing that I can do to change that. And it might be a distraction for me from the things that I do need to be focusing on. When I say that that constellation of sentences together, it feels wrong. Yeah, you're you're naming a sort of tension there, but it has to be true. Hello, and welcome to Thinking Out Loud. I'm your co-host, Cameron McAllister. And I'm your co-host, Nathan Rittenhouse. This is hard to frame. We're going to talk about whether, really the question of whether there are things we shouldn't care about. I guess I could put it, like this. There's an overall weariness, I think, sometimes when it comes to the news. Because there's just, first of all, there's the question of what we can trust. So we've got an issue of whether the the information we're getting is accurate. That's a huge item of concern. I hear that over and over again. Then there's the fact that there is just so darn much of it. I think even, you know, in the relatively distant past, Nathan, it was possible you could go through news items more slowly and you had some built-in reflection time. And I think it was kind of implicitly understood that you weren't necessarily going to sound off on absolutely everything that you read or that you encountered. So we can add a third <laughs> problem here now. The opinion, the, the opinion problem, the pressure to sound off on all the major items, to, to have an opinion on everything and to voice it publicly. So you have that, you've, you've got all of these, these issues coming together. And I think there's, there's just a growing kind of weariness about this. And so how do we keep steady in the midst of all this overabundance? And maybe, did I name all the problems, Nathan? There's, there's too much of the news. There's the accuracy issue. There's the pressure to have an opinion on, on every single news item. Anything else that comes to mind for you, Nathan? Am I you leaving, know, I, leaving I was, anything off? I was just thinking as you were speaking there. So the, the, in some, okay. So for me growing up, I lived in a county that had a newspaper that came out once a week on Wednesday and it got to my town on Thursday. We got the Wednesday <laughs> sure. paper on Thursday. So <laughs> if, you, if you want a delayed um, a day late and a buck short. Yeah, yeah, yeah probably. Uh, it's just hilarious. Uh, we actually mainly knew what was in there by word of mouth before the paper actually got to our part of the county. So, um, the no. So the other issue, though, I think is is, is twofold. One, the, the the need is there to have that you don't need to know the information for the sake of the information. You need to know the information in order to be part of the conversation that's happening in your social network. So there's an odd way in which we use the crises of the world, not necessarily just out of our own entrance, but as a interest, but as a type of currency to stay relevant. So there's that. And somehow that gives us the um, perception that we need to, to make immediate decisions. But the th fact of the matter is, is that most of the decisions that you need to make in your life are not like snap judgments of like, I have to decide this really fast or something terrible is going to happen. So 
I'm, and in fact, I was just trying, as you were listening to that, or you're going through the list of problems, trying to think of like, what are the fastest decisions that I need to make each day? So like, question, oh, my man. kid's about to fall off the table. Like that's a quick, right. you know, um, but by and large, that's not how our lives work, except for like legitimate up close emergencies to our, you know, in our actual households. So I think the, the currency for the conversation and the the pressure of immediacy as if I need to know something in order to be able to make the right decision very quick. Those are compounding features in this that are are false. They're not they're not actual pressures. They're just ones we put on ourselves. Yeah, and so I think let's add to the list the the fact that news so often becomes really nothing more than a springboard for our own self-expression. Now, I, that's probably that's a harsh way of putting it, but that's kind of what you were getting at, I think, Nathan, with where it becomes a kind of conversational currency. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that you can you can stay up with the Joneses in the news department, so to speak, and you're able to talk about what's going on, and it just becomes. But also, it's 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 there for you to 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 kind of sound off. Here here's the quote. Here's my take on the situation. That does seem to me to be a recent development. By the okay. way, so so in one way we could say it's kind of narcissistic that we're using these things in order to kind of pump up our own street street cred, as it were, or even by. Mm-hmm referencing the resources from which we get our news is another way that people virtue signal the credibility of the ideas that I read this in the times I read this in the whatever. Um, I follow this person on X, whatever. Um, there's a sense in which we do that, but also, so, so take out the social element of it for just a second. I think the deeper problem is that we feel we have to have, that we have a responsibility to think that everything matters. And that's part of what it means to be a good responsible Mm. citizen today. So I, yeah, I'm sure there's the social element to it. Eh, and that's interesting. We can go that way if we want, but I think the more fascinating one for me is why do I feel if, if I make this statement, there are things that happen into this world that don't matter to me. Mm. Now that can sound extremely narcissistic or it can be true. And I, and it, and it could be either of those, but there might be a nuanced way to go down the middle of that where I'm saying, it's not that I don't care about suffering that's happening in the other part of the world. It's just that it's not going to influence my life and there's nothing that I can do to change that. And it might be a distraction for me from the things that I do need to be focusing on. When I say that that constellation of sentences together, it feels wrong. Yeah. There's a kind of <laughs> that yeah, you're you're naming a sort of tension there, but it has to be true. So the interesting the interesting thing is here, this is thinking out loud. We do talk about current events and Christian hope. So a lot of what we discuss on this show is the news. So we feel that tension as well. We've mentioned before, though, that there's a whole lot we don't talk about on the show as well. So that's that's it's worth it's worth just pointing that out. But in our own in our own habits, if we're willing to be a bit vulnerable here, Nathan, I think we should talk a little bit about our approach to the news in some ways. So let me respond a little bit to what you've said, because I think I, I too feel that kind of that nervousness when I say that, are there, are there things that I shouldn't care about? So let's just go ahead and point out saying that there are items in the news that 
you don't care about or shouldn't care about is not the same thing as saying that those things don't matter. Those are two different, those are two different things. Those things, those things matter. But the question is, what is their relevance to your own life? Correct. I do think that, right. And I, not, I do think it's important as we all do. I'll just voice the basically the folk wisdom here and what most people would say it's important to be i think informed it's good to be informed it's good to know what's going on around the world it's good to have an idea because we want it we we human humanity is we we are humans we're, we're interested in in the in the lot of society and human humankind well, so and, and it's a healthy dem- to and a healthy democracy necessitates an informed public so i mean it, it's an existential yes. point to some degree it is an existential point, but at the same time, there enters into this a kind of necessary discernment and wisdom. And I think I'm going to go ahead and just state for the record: I think this was probably much easier in times past when you were when you were looking at your news mainly in print. If you're if you're looking at something in print, and this is and I'm not counting, you know, it's it's very distinct in the sense that you you've got to slow down. And you can only take in so much of it at a time. And it, it has some built-in ref- time for reflection, basically. You're able to to bring a higher degree of intention to what you're looking at as well. And you just have to, you're forced to slow down. Now, the irony here is that the kind of conversations that we have sometimes about all of our distractions, our modern distractions, our technologies, our smartphones, et cetera, those kinds of conversations were happening about the newspaper, when that was introduced, you can find old articles where people were talking about, hey, now you used to be people would have conversations and talk together when they were on public transport and on trains, but now they all have their noses in the newspaper. Sounds a little similar to what we say about <laughs> phones these days. But but the print just forces you to slow down a little bit. And so it was, I think, again, implicitly understood at one point that... Being informed is a good thing. It's impossible for you to have an opinion, an informed opinion on everything. Hey, I wait mean a that second. would be a fool's errand. So, yeah, what's that? Here, there's a difference though. So, yeah, it is funny, and same thing for the telephone. Like this is going to be the thing that destroys community and all of that. However, when you're reading a newspaper, it is geographically based. So, yes, everybody on the train might be reading their newspaper, but there's probably only two to three different newspapers being read and it's probably all on information that's been published within a 50 mile radius of where they were reading that so that's different Mm -hmm. though because you could look around the train and know people from the places in which were that were being described in the paper now with a phone though Mm -hmm. you have or your laptop on your lap on the commuter rail you there's not a geography that's that's that the information is connected to in order for there to be a community around the way that that information is contextualized. So oh, no, there's virtually no continuity whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think the, I think the newspaper yeah. is interesting, but it still has a geographic limitation to it because it was dependent on how fast a little boy could pedal his bicycle in the morning. That's how far the newspaper distribution well, could get. All of right. Those, right. And when all those limitations are, are what I have in mind is helping to structure a more balanced view of what it means to be an informed citizen. Now, we, I mean, you're, we're very quickly going to run into some other 
interesting questions, Nathan, having to do with what it means to be human. But again, because we tend to look at human beings, we tend to look at computer at, at the brain almost as a sort of glorified computer. And that's, I'm not talking about, you know, some of our atheist public intellectuals. I'm just talking about a default assumption on the part of a lot of people. Then we, we basically think, well, we'll just take in all the information that we can, process all that information, just get as much in there as we can, speed up all of our podcasts, you know, et cetera. But of course, that's not how the mind works, actually. And so this goes back to, again, if you're if you're you're still going to confront those good old fashioned human limitations. And in the past they were built into the medium. Now increasingly you have a medium that gives you unfettered access to reams and reams of information that you could never possibly hope to master or digest or let alone understand. So we've come to a place where now you're going to be countercultural in saying no to a lot of what a lot of the information that comes your way, but I think it would be a really good I'll just go ahead and put my cards on the table here Nathan a little bit. It would be really good if we all chose take in less news and try to do it better and try to be more discerning about what items were relevant to my particular life, what, where, where I can actually, and if we're going to say something out loud, have it be something that we have a little, you know, we have at least a modicum of understanding, that kind of thing. But also just for our own, our own time management and being able to devote our attention to the tasks that are needful for us. I think that that would be massive improvement if we if we got better with that okay here's another issue is that we can use the problems of the world to masquerade as yeah as a distraction from our own so if you look at i'm going to do it right now as i'm speaking to you all right Mm -hmm. i'm going to do this um i'm typing in and and you and lots of people have noticed this so let's click on for example the New York Times. I'm pulling it up right here as we speak. And you're going to get a massive list of word games, of cooking recipes, of lifestyle and exercise. Um, And I could go on here, but I'm making my point, right? None of that has anything to do with what's happening in the rest of the world. So, so... it's a distraction from, I don't know. I guess that's a question I, that we should be asking ourselves. Why is it that we're interested in what we're interested in when it comes to things that are happening and that are spoon-fed to us through our screens? What's, what, what is your motivation for doing that? And that could be multifaceted. Yeah. Again, yeah, I mean, it has to do probably with, I mean, boy, I'm I'm stumped, Nathan. I don't know. Yeah, well, (laughs) see, I mean, but that's because it's it's so weird is that half of the time that we're doing it is, I I don't know that it's just for the pleasure of education. Like, it's fun to be curious. I think I'm a very curious person. I was born with an extra dose of that. And I like to put ideas together and say, hey, this is how the world works. And that's interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, And I like having ideas about things. But I'm saying I think part of it is a pressure that's coming from somewhere for me to feel like if I don't, that I'm somehow failing at something. And all that I think we're trying to get towards saying here 
is that there are things that happen in the world that actually don't matter. Now, it's easy to be like, you know what? I don't know the names of any of the Kardashians, and that's something that doesn't matter to me, or I don't have strong opinions on Barbie the movie because I've never seen it, and like that doesn't matter to me. Okay, those categories are interesting, but what about the amount of rainfall in Uganda right now? Or, you know, or droughts and floods and what, where, how do you draw the distinction of like, oh, there's a famine in Yemen? What's the degree to which mm -hmm. that, what, what, what I'm wrestling with here is the fact that there are things that are deeply significant in the world and that are sad and are tragic that I can't do anything about. And I could spend my entire day with access to stuff that I can't actually do anything about. And that is not a, I'm not throwing up my hands in the air and be like, I can't do anything about reality. I'm saying what I have a very high view of, of human action and causation under the guidance of a good God. But at, at some point, is this just a, a manifest distraction from what I'm actually supposed to be doing with my life? How do I decide what, I don't know how to say the sentence. How do I decide what matters to me without sounding like a total narcissist? Because any human suffering is lamentable. All humans are made in the image of God. All problems Christians should be interested at some point. But I can't even do that on the size of my zip code, much less the size of the world. So that that's what I'm... Well, there's a, So that's why I think yeah, you say, I, mean, I don't know, because I don't know either. Yeah. But I'm just saying, where is that impulse coming from? Well, I mean, there's the kind of there's the irony of the person who's doom scrolling and concerned with all of these these calamities that are happening far away, while ignoring the needs in his or her own community. You can see that as well, and that for that, you know, the news can function as a distraction. There, I mean, the motivations are always going to be very, you know, we're 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 all bags of mixed motives. I think when it comes to certain, I mean, I certainly during 2020. I think there be, there came to be a kind of morbid addiction to the news where we just it was it was like driving by and regardless of where you fall on on what you think of the actual virus covid-19 the society I'm talking about the societal impact that we saw there was a kind of slowing down at the scene of an accident sort of aspect to a lot of our news consumption I would say and but I do have to say Nathan and this you know, I can I can qualify it all I want, but my, my hunch is that a good deal of our news consumption is motivated by a need to express ourselves, which is, and, and that's certainly not a very noble <laughs> aspiration. But the reason I say that is because so often when I think about the news now, I've, I'm thinking about the way people, we publicly interact with the news, hmm. whether that's posting an article with a lot of comments Doing attached a podcast. to it or doing a podcast. I mean, the, yeah, there's so much. This is the age of conversation and analysis and over-analysis and analysis paralysis. So there's, yeah, So and obviously there's the elephant in the room is is we are, we are a, a, a podcast that comments on the news. We try to do so selectively and we try to do so in a way that honors the complexity of the situation. But yeah, we have to, we're, you know, we're at risk here. So I think there's that's I do think that's a that's a high part of the motivation. So if we are able to get to a place where we we ask ourselves what actually matters 
to me and where can I make a difference? Now, I think it's important because we're Christians here to mention the matter of prayer here, which is very important when it comes to world mm-hmm. events. There is one thing that we can always do. We may not be able to make a tangible difference on the ground. We may not be able to, you know, run supplies into a disaster zone, you know, at some given moment, but we can rally together and pray in intentional communities and in our in our own time. So that's a that's a worthwhile absolutely important thing to do and that's certainly one of my practices with the news. Nevertheless, the question Nathan's asking is right. And it's actually not just the question, it is true to say there are certain things that don't matter for you. I oh, you know and that again that's not to say that they don't matter. Those those situations, even those news stories. I'm not talking about rainfall in Uganda. I'm talking about there are there are events that are happening of worldwide of you know of real significance that don't carry any real significance for your life. And you know what? It's okay if you don't pay attention to them. Man, that is Let's, such a weird I'll sentence, Cameron. Simmer for a second. Yeah. Isn't it weird? I feel weird saying it. <laughs> the, um, I, I'm not saying that, but I but notice I'm trying to say it all, that, that those things are significant. There are events that unfold that are significant, very significant, but they never, it nevertheless can also be the case that they're not for you, they aren't significant for you, and it's okay that you don't pay attention to them. Okay. I just had an aha moment. It's okay m- that you don't have an opinion on them. I just had an aha moment here. All right. See if this, let me make this Eureka. case. <laughs> see if this works. Yep. Um, so something that was extremely freeing for me on how I spend my time is to recognize that being a disciple of Jesus means leaving many good things left undone. So let me say that again. Being a disciple of Jesus means leaving many good things left undone. And I, and I recognize this from the life and the teaching of Jesus when he would leave behind the sick to go preach in another town. So... Jesus did fix a yeah. lot of the problems that were right in front of him, but that fundamentally wasn't why he was there. And so he had this, to me, that was a challenge, is to say, here's something that Jesus could have done, mm-hmm. and and we and we would interpret that to mean then he should have done, but he had a bigger should have than the could haves sure. of his life. And so this is not at all a statement about laziness or shirking responsibility, it's saying that you won't be able to do everything today that you are capable of doing. And you won't be able to, to be involved in everything that you, you are capable of doing and being involved in, and you won't be able to solve all of the problems that you can see today that you know how to solve. That's a humbling thing to get around to, to saying, I think for me, is that there is good that I know that I ought to do that I simply can't do because there are other better things I need to be doing right now. And, and that's hard because we even like mm-hmm. biblically we can conflate that with he who knows the good he ought to do and doesn't do it sins. But mm-hmm. that's different sure. than he who knows the the great thing he's called to do today and gets distracted by a mediocre good thing. That th- those aren't the same. That's not what I'm saying here. So, all right, let me wrap this up and then tell me if this works. Is to say that the exact same can hap- thing can happen not just with our physical time and skills but also with our attention. So is can I make the sentence that being a disciple of Jesus means leaving many interesting rocks unturned? That has to be true. It's not just I think you can do so in a way that is very that is intentional and holy. And so we connect that with discipleship. But that's also a necessary practice of human life. 
you have finite capacities and you simply can't direct your attention in an effective manner to everything. You can only do you can only do it effectively to a small amount of of items. You we're we're way less <laughs> capable there than we think we are often. Mm-hmm. Attention is is what everybody is absolutely gunning for right now. And the you know and the the key strategy of our culture now is is seduction. And that applies to our news as well. That's part of what Neil Postman, of course, our friend Neil Postman, was getting at in amusing ourselves to death and in techno- in Technopoly later on, that the way you draw people in now, increasingly, news news now isn't, you know, it used to be the case that it was just, again, understood news is to, to help keep people informed on what's happening. Reporting is is about providing reliable and responsible information. Now that everybody's competing for clicks, it's not always the case. You can still find reliable reporting. You have to pay for it. And, you know, that's, I mean, wow. Gasp. You know, new, isn't, it, isn't it just amazing that, that you know, hardworking journalists think, want to get paid? But anyway, the, so the way, the way this often works is, again, it's seduction. These people want to, to pull you in. And the way that happens is news starts to morph more and more into a form of entertainment. We've talked about that as well. But again, you have to, the people who are wise in how they conduct their affairs and how they live are people, one of the aspects of their life, one aspect of their life that is conspicuous, I think, is that they are careful with their attention. They recognize Mm -hmm. it as a finite resource. And they recognize that they only have so much time and space and mental energy to devote to a given topic. And they also recognize that there are certain items. So for instance, Nathan, when I'm talking to somebody and I can, this happens rarely, but there are, there are those magical conversations occasionally where some major item will come up, some hot button issue and some, you know, the Paris agreement. Remember that a couple of years ago, nobody knew what it was until, you know, Trump's refusal to sign it, and then all of a sudden everybody was, you know, looking at Wikipedia and having a very, very informed and angry opinion on the Paris Agreement. Well, there are a couple of rare conversations where I've I've been around people and they've just said, "Oh, I have no idea. I don't. Nope, I have no opinion on that. I'm really can't can't say. I, have, I can't comment on it at all. I have no no thoughts about it. Well, what about you know daylight savings time? I mean, what do you? I mean, isn't it useless? <laughs> I, I have absolutely no opinion on that. But I love it when people do that because. This is a person who is doesn't isn't caving to that relentless pressure to sound off on any given topic, and it's also I mean let's just face it you've done it yourself before you know, and you've been around people who have done it. It's very obvious when somebody has no idea what they're talking about, but they're just talking to to get the stuff out there. You have you have your attention span is limited, and so you want to be more intentional about what. And again, you have to be so careful here, Nathan. We're not saying. Don't pay attention to the news. Don't read the news. But we absolutely are saying there are certain stories where you can, I mean, you can, you develop the skill, you make this judgment, this has no relevance to my life. You're not a narcissist for doing that. And there's no, there's, it's not, I can't contribute in any meaningful way to this. Maybe I could say a prayer or something like that. Sure, granted, but I don't care about this. And that's okay. Well, so here's the beauty of that. You should be able so, to do that. <laughs> yeah. No. So, yeah. yeah. So, I think the, the takeaway from this podcast is cut yourself a little slack. You won't be able to read all the great books in the world. 
there you go. You won't. Yeah. True. But here, so here's the thing: is that what the the problems that are happening in my zip code, by and large, might not matter to you, and vice versa. But both of us are deeply responsible for them in our own context. So it's it, it's not like there's one type of Christian that can solve all of the problems of the world. That's not how like that's not how diversity works, and that's not how the kingdom of God works, and it's not how churches and denominations work. It, we we need the people embedded in their own places in order to meet the needs that are in those actual places. And since we're physical creatures in time and space, we just can't be at multiple times and spaces at the same time. So that's why I need you and you need me is because there are things that are happening in your life and world that I have no clue about that are deeply and significantly meaningful to God and to the planet that I have no knowledge of and couldn't help if I knew about it. And the opposite of that is true. So this is a, it's a classic divide and conquer technique here of you be faithful to what God's asking you to do in your neighborhood today. I'll try to be faithful to doing what God's asking me to do in my neighborhood today. And we'll let God run the world and we won't get distracted and miss out on that by the fact that we care about what the last cricket score was from the Indian national team. Yeah. I think therein lies a, there's a balance there, but it's, again, it's funny that you're listening to thinking out loud and here we are <laughs> telling you about what current events not to pay attention to, but we, we hope this has been helpful to you as you process through the news. If it's an overwhelming experience for you, if it's, if it's something that's, that's causing a lot of distress and, and wariness, maybe consider, hey, is this something I don't need to pay attention to? And then recognize it's okay. But part of what Nathan's saying also is important, and here's where the, the real, I think, conviction can come in. Are you actually aware of what's going on around you in your na neighborhood? So those places where you actually can make a tangible difference, where you can help out, where you can do something, you can bring groceries to somebody's house, that sort of thing. That's what we want to pay better attention to because that's where you're, that's, those are the people who will deserve your attention. And because that's, that's just becoming more aware of the place that the Lord has you. So, in some ways, I think we're saying maybe be a little bit more, you know, choosy and selective with major news items, the national news, and try to get a little bit more specific with your local context and your local news. And that could go a very long way in telling you where you can actually make a difference and how you can pray, but also how you can lend a helping hand to somebody. You've been listening to Thinking Out Loud, a podcast where we think out loud about current events and some more local events and Christian hope. Thanks for listening to Thinking Out Loud. If you'd like to learn more about what we do, book Nathan or Cameron, or if you'd like to support us financially, whether through a one-time donation or on a monthly basis, you can do so on the donate page at www.toltogether.com. That's toltogether.com. And please consider leaving us a five-star rating and sharing this content with your friends. It really does help.